It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. The show goes on! And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this hump day. Talking some Reds here today. We're going to jump into some headlines. I've got Jib Jab with Joey a little bit later on, and we might get to a question or two from the Lockdown Reds line. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Best way to get it each and every day on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and the Lockdown Reds show at Locked On Reds. Pretty easy there. Also save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Get your questions, comments, whatever you've got reaction-wise. The Locked On Reds line at 513-549-0159 or hit me up on Twitter as well. It's uh, 2020. Lots of different ways to do that. So a couple of Reds-centered news updates, and I mean they're not really headlines per se. I've got one headline toward the end of this segment, but firstly, Fangraphs has come out with the Zips projections for the Reds as currently constructed. That's not, you know, assuming that uh, there's no more moves. These are the projections that they have. If you check out fangraphs.com, you can see each and every individual one. Some of the interesting ones that I noted, uh, Zips said that the center field platoon, or just basically whoever is in center field between Nixon Zell and Shogo Akiyama, would combine for a 1.5 wins above replacement. And these are just the the quick hitters that you can go in depth on each player to see where they think they will finish in each different statistical category. But this is just looking at war. And so center field is one and a half. They believe zips projects the left field platoon of Winker and Irvin to finish with 2.1 wins above replacement. And they project Aquino in right field at 1.2 wins above replacement. So if, you know, if my math is correct, that's roughly just less than five wins above replacement, five war for the entire outfield. They project a Eugenio Suarez to have a 4.1 wins above replacement, i.e. Zips doesn't think they're done in the outfield. And that's kind of the funny part is that, you know, what have we said? They got a crowded outfield. Maybe they don't. But you know what? We're going to dive deep into that later this week. I'm going to have Dan Simborski from Fangraphs.com on the podcast to talk Zips projections and see exactly where he is with the Reds because I know that he's a little bit uh, less biased than I am. And then the other headline 
And, and we're going to talk more about this here in the focus segment, but the Reds have signed relief pitcher Nate Jones. And like I said, we're going to focus on that. I swear to God, I'm smart. This is an interesting sign, and it's a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. And I understand that when I say the name Nate Jones, not only do you think, well, that sounds made up because it sounds super general and, you know, something like a computer would spit out, but also he's not a big name. Here's the thing, though. He is a very good middle reliever. The only thing is, he hasn't been healthy last couple of years. In 2018, he had 33 appearances, but other than that, not pitched a whole lot. In 2017, he had 11 appearances, and in 2019, he had 13 appearances. So again, let's do this whole math thing. He's only appeared in 57 games over the last three years. That's not fantastic. That's why he's got a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. Here's what they do get performance-wise. In the time that he has pitched, his entire career, which started back in 2012, he has a 3.12 ERA. Say it again for the folks in the back row. His career ERA is 3.12. It's just durability has been a factor for him. The last year that he really pitched significant amount of games was 2016. He had 71 appearances in that year. I know what you're thinking. Oh, hey, that's the biggest sample size that he's had in a while. In 2016, for 71 appearances, 70 and two-thirds innings pitched, he had a 2.29 ERA. What? And what is one of the big initiatives that Kyle Bodie has with driveline baseball? It's endurance. It's how to maximize a pitcher's arm. Nate Jones is a reclamation project, not necessarily with his performance, but with his durability, with his health. He is an interesting sign by the Reds. And and, and a playoff team needs this kind of sign. Playoff teams are not just built, and and the Phillies proved this last year. Playoff teams are not built on high-profile signings alone. you got to pair them with these guys that are sneaky good, these guys that nobody is making a huge deal out out of the deal that the Reds gave him. But on the other end of the spectrum, he can be a factor in the bullpen. Now, we're going to go over position groups here as we get closer to spring training and throughout spring training, and the bullpen itself has lots of great candidates as it is, and Nate Jones is a right-hander. He's not a left-hander. If you listen to last uh, one of the episodes I had last week, we talked about the lefties in the bullpen. He's not a lefty. He's a righty, but he's a pretty decent righty when healthy, and the Reds got him on a great deal. I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table. Definitely be watching him closely. He will be a focus player this spring training. Coming up, we've got Jib Jab with Joey. I also want to take a question or two from the Lockdown Reds line and maybe look at some headlines around the league and a headline that everyone is attributing to a former Reds player, and you probably know what I'm talking about with that. What a, I, I have a thought on that. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. But before we do, I want to remind you that the best way to get to 
Cactus League action and spring training out in Goodyear, Arizona is through visitarizona.com slash spring train. Are you wanting to go check out the Reds? Are you wanting to go check out the other teams in the Cactus League as long as well as the Reds? Or are you like me? And do you just want to check out the West? Check out Arizona. I'm a huge Western fan. I've mentioned this before. I'm a big cowboy movie guy. Oh, I would love to go see Tombstone. And if I can couple that together with going to watch some Reds baseball, boy, that sounds kind of like heaven a little bit. It's a little sliver of heaven right there. Best way to do that is to go to visitarizona.com slash spring training because you can get your tickets, you can get your flight, you can get your hotel, you can get your excursion, all of it. One place, visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's the home base for baseball fans and Cactus League action. You've got all kind of great teams out there, including the best baseball team in the freaking world, the Cincinnati Reds. That's right, folks. Visit arizona.com slash spring training. Go there to book your trip out there today. Before we get the jib jab with Joey, I just want to set the record straight here. There's a big story going on in all of baseball with this cheating stuff. And then we're talking about Alex Cora. You know, Alex Cora lost his job, the manager of the Red Sox. He was the bench coach for the Astros whenever they cheated in 2017. He was the manager of the Red Sox whenever the Red Sox cheated in 2018. He lost his job. Carlos Beltran is now the only manager slash coach slash whatever that was involved in the cheating scandal in 2017 who still has his job. He is the manager of the New York Mets. But, but, but with all of this, for some reason, people have linked Pete Rose to the story. And he himself has ate that up. He has made public comments and people are quoting him and people are recording him and using those recordings and talking about them and somehow saying that this whole thing is somehow related to what he did. It's not. We're comparing apples to oranges. We're not even comparing apples to oranges. We're comparing apples to office buildings. There's just completely different universes. Well, look, I get it. Both of them in some way did something that was kind of cheating, kind of bad, whatever. Two completely different spectrums. Pete Rose had nothing to do with the outcome of baseball games. Sure, whatever you bet on them, that doesn't mean that they... It's just stop it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not taking the bait. Stop bringing him into this story. He has nothing to do with this story. The cheating thing, the Astros, the Red Sox, whoever else is involved, it doesn't relate to Pete Rose. And that's just my take, and and I'm done with it. I'm leaving it alone from there. This is the Red Surge, boys. The The Red Surge. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. On today's Jib Jab with Joey, this is part of the conversation from the season ticket holder uh, interview with Joey Votto from Reds Fest. In this segment, Jim Day asked him about being a part of a good clubhouse, a good locker room, and a team that likes being together. And I really found Joey's answer interesting. We'll get to that here in just a moment. For now, here's what Joey said. 
Also, let me say one thing. A good clubhouse is fine, but there's a saying, bad dudes can play ball too. And like, yeah. it doesn't really matter how nice the clubhouse is. All that matters is if we play well, if we win, if we're a successful team. So it's it's good that we get along, but we get we get paid to win. So that's that's if if we have a team full of like not cool dudes or it's an uncomfortable atmosphere, if we get to put a ring on at the end of the year, it's always worth it. So I love Joey Votto. And I mean who listening to this podcast right now thinks that Joey's completely off base? Nobody. The whole point of baseball, you play to win the game, which I know is a quote from Herm Edwards. He's a football coach, whatever. It's sports. The point of sports is you play to win the game. Joey understands that. And part of the reason that he understands that is because he's been a part of so many losing teams. And I'm sure he has friends from those losing teams that have moved on. I mean, I'm sure he was pretty good friends with Todd Frazier. We, we said in the last segment of Jib Jab with Joey that he was huge friends with Jay Bruce and Brandon Phillips. He loved those guys. Loved Scott Rowland. And now he won with those guys, but he also played on losing teams with those guys. The point is to win. And at the end of the day, whether he's in your wedding or whether you're fighting with him after every game, if you guys win a World Series together, I'm pretty sure you're going to be happy. When, you know, come November. That's the point. And Joey wants to win. He, he kind of gets into that later on in the conversation, which we'll have that in a, you know, future segment. He talks about he's just tired of losing. And I don't blame him. I mean, I, as a fan, I'm pretty tired of losing too. But I love what he said. It's like, look, it's not about friendships. It's about winning. Win a championship. And then we'll talk about what the club has, and, and who cares? And it kind of follows along with that whole, you know, whatever. I just, I love what he said there. I thought it was amazing, and I hope you did too. Real quick, before we end today's podcast, I want to do a, uh, let's go to the Lockdown Reds line. This comes from an unnamed person. Didn't give me your name, but I do appreciate the text. It's, it's a pretty simple text. It's a question. It says, can we look for home games to be exciting this year? Yes. I mean, as I'm sitting here right now, as I'm looking at this team, as I'm thinking about the Reds and thinking about this season, I have no reason to believe that we will not be crazy excited to go to Great American Ballpark in March, in April, in May, June, July, August, and September. All year. And hopefully... October. That's the goal, is to play October baseball, but I believe that as currently constructed, we will not be out of it early. In fact, we will not be out of it, the Reds will not be out of it, when they were last year. As much as I was super positive and all this other stuff, they were pretty much done by the time the calendar turned to like mid-August. This season is not going to be that way. This season, they're going to be in it until they're not. And when they're not, is going to be like the end of the season. And I don't even think that's going to be. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I really, really do. But the way, I mean, we're, we're going to have so much fun with Shogo. Going to be a lot of fun with Moose in the middle of the order. And we're still, we've still got some great guys on this team with Gino and Joey. I still think Joey's going to have a good year. I think. 
This could be a nice breakout year for Jesse Winker. I know that's hope, but that's just me thinking out loud. And also, you know what? The pitching staff is going to be phenomenal. And there were some exciting home games last year. There, there weren't as many, and a lot of it got kind of trampled really early by the terrible start. I think this year they do a lot better out of the gate. And we are so in tune to what's going on at Great American Ballpark from day one to day 162 and beyond as they make the playoffs. I'm feeling that, really am. Real quick, wanted to take a look at some around-the-league transactions. Josh Donaldson signed with the Minnesota Twins, which actually surprises uh, those of the fans of the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals, the teams that almost were counting on signing him. And this is a huge get for Minnesota. Minnesota signed him to a big deal, though, $94 million, big, big money. But he is the big free agent that was still left on the board. It's going to be interesting to see how the dominoes fall now. There were some, including C. Trent, who believed that everyone was kind of waiting now for this next uh, run of transactions. Everyone was waiting to see where Donaldson went. And now that he is gone, there could be some interesting transactions follow him. One thing that I saw, and it was kind of just out in left field, but it was on Twitter, folks were speculating as to what the Reds could get in return for a Eugenio Suarez. And this is just speculation. There's, there's not even a rumor. This is just wild speculation. But can you imagine how the Atlanta Braves might be scrambling? right now, or the Washington Nationals might be scrambling right now, because some folks had said that Josh Donaldson is the guy that they've got to get. They haven't gotten any other big bats off the free agents list. Now they got to go get Donaldson. And there's some rumors that Arenado is now not going to be traded, which, welcome to the hot stove, the cyclical nature of all these rumors. But with Donaldson not falling on one of the teams that was, honestly, people were predicting him to go it'd be interesting to see i i don't know what that would be i would hope that the package would be enormous coming back to the reds if they traded suarez but then again it'd be kind of hard to sell that deal that deal would have to be just crazy good i don't know get like ozzy albies in return or something who knows but anyway that, that was just something i found interesting about that deal and then also there's a minor rumor And I don't know that there's really anything more than just to mention that this rumor is out there. But there's a rumor that the Reds could look at Zach Cozart for shortstop. Now, he's not been healthy since he's left the Reds. He's had a lot of problems with injuries. Not really a viable option, I would think. At least not a guy that I would expect to start. If you're talking about depth, maybe they make a move or something and they need to add depth at shortstop. Eh, Maybe you look at Zach Cozart. I don't know. The whole idea is his salary is being paid by the Giants anyway. Or no, sorry, not the Giants. His salary is being paid by the Angels anyway. So the Reds could probably get him at a minimum, but it would just be for depth. And I'm really not going further than that. It's, we, we saw some good years from Zach Cozart. I wouldn't expect that if they somehow signed him tomorrow. Just my two cents on that. Anyway, that's going to be it for today. 
on the Locked On Reds podcast. As I mentioned earlier, get ready for later in this week. I'm going to have Fangraph's own Dan Simborski on the podcast to talk about the Reds' projections and how he views them heading into next, this coming season. And then tomorrow, we got more Reds talk. The best way to make sure that you don't miss any of it is to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform that you're using to listen to this podcast, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Podbean, the Himalaya Podcasting app, whatever you've got, hit subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds. Oh, and don't forget, I've been really terrible about this uh, since it started. The Locked On Major League Baseball Twitter page is having a tournament right now. Who are you most locked on? from last season. Eugenio Suarez is currently up against Steven Strasburg. Let's not let the Nationals win again. They already got a World Series ring. Vote for Gino over Steven Strasburg. Let's see him win this whole dang tournament. Win the whole dang thing. You know? I don't even know why I'm saying dang. Win the whole damn thing. There we go. Man, that felt good. All right, anyway, whatever. That's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Jeff Carr. I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.